Welcome to Selective Hearing's Roundtable Podcast. This is episode 51. We're going to talk about the end of 2021. Uh, and we're also going to talk about the twice Ticketmaster debacle, aka the twice uh, waiting room. I'm Alan, aka Takeo Ray. I am the. There's not really a dirty. I'm not really dirty DD anymore, am I? You're a dirty K pop DD now. Is there a thing? I'm I just a multi. So. I'm just a multi stan, right? Yeah, you're a cheater. <laughs> Is that the but that's to DD. I don't even know I... if there's a there's a term for it. Oh, good. Then I'm just normal in. <laughs> I'm just normal now and not subject to labels like that. But it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Let's start by introducing our co-host. Let's go with ladies first. Hi, Hannah. Hey, this is Hannah, um, also known as Angry. Welcome to the end of 2021. We're now in 2022, which I like to call 2020 Part (laughs) 2. Who knew that 2020 would be a trilogy? (laughs) Yes, as of recording, this is January 1st, 2022, and it does feel like... A trilogy. Part 3, yeah, it does feel like Part 3 of 2020. Well, what have you been up to? Um, I have, if you follow my Twitter, I am a dirty VTuber stand right now. It's quite hilarious, actually, how much I have changed from just being into, like, first it was just idols, and then it was freaking anime idols, and now it's like streamer girls who are pretending to be anime girls. Yes, yes, that's that. I, I know a lot of people that are that are into VTubing lately. Yeah, so that is the part of hell that I am in currently. Uh, <laughs> I think all the terms are actually exactly the same as uh, regular idols. So, lols. <laughs> so yeah, welcome. Anything you would like to promote while you're on? I am also the co-host for Arma, so uh definitely do check check it out even if we are not the fanciest and yeah did y'all have like a end of year show we had an end of year show which was quite fun um recorded it with Ro of Ro's like music substack and also with patrick who is one of the staff writers for Japan Times. So definitely check it out. And we have the boss. Greg, how are you doing tonight? Boss man. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling tonight? Uh, not as disappointed as you, but also not as hungover as you. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So what you been up to, man? Uh not working i've been off since december 24th so (laughs) i haven't done shit (laughs) uh i wish uh, i was in your shoes but uh had to work all i guess all through the holiday but not like christmas or anything like that so cool let's kind of get into the topic so topic one how was your 2021 was 2021 an extension for 2020 for you, Hannah? I have to say, it felt 
like literally almost exactly the same where i was just like i know this is technically a new year but it doesn't feel like a new year at all i can under i can understand that part of uh the beginning i would say like the beginning third of the year actually felt like 2020 point point two to me <laughs> you know so it kind of like melded together but i had a couple things that kind of like was completely different from 2020 i can barely remember 2020 that much I know it's going to be big in like the future history books. Like I totally understand that, right? But I feel like it was just so abnormal that I almost felt like like it didn't happen. Like there's a big black hole <laughs> where 2020 should have been. Well, to, to some people, I, I don't know about you guys, but 2021 felt very fast to me. I guess I got so caught up. I guess I got so caught up in like a routine that felt like super fast to me. Uh, granted, I was unemployed for a good three fourths of the year on that. So a lot of it for me was like the same habits of like you wake up, do your breakfast thing, uh, work out a bit, send out some applications, play games <laughs> until until things change. So a lot of the times I kind of was like, into that habit until like the day was done mm -hmm. and it felt like it felt like my days were feeling pretty short just because I had such a routine and it went on for so long that even without work it didn't feel like like that black hole you're talking about it felt like time just slipped into that black hole yeah because especially now that like even if you are working right like a lot of people are working from home I'm one of those like, it actually felt like the days were a lot more blended together as a result, right? Oh, I can totally agree with that. I remember uh, one day I just, I, I woke up, I think it was like one minute before I had to like, log into work. <laughs> so, yeah, See, yeah. I do that like almost all the time now. Yeah, me too. It's actually kind of hilarious. Yeah, it's not even worth waking up at my normal time. It's just like snooze the alarm and then try to wake up at least five minutes before work. And five minutes before work or five minutes before a work meeting? Because usually for me, it's five minutes before a work meeting. <laughs> well, uh, my meeting's not till 1030 in the morning. So usually just five minutes before. I, I'm a terrible person. I wake up five minutes before the work meeting at 930. <laughs> oh, good for you. I, I'd probably be that person like just walk out of or just like wake up out of bed or just roll over and get on my laptop and just sign in and be like, okay, I'm here, guys. That's me. <laughs> I just say hello and then go back to making breakfast and then ignore the phone for a while. I know I would probably be making like coffee in the meantime. Like, okay, guys, I need, I need my morning elixir to wake me up. But what are what are you guys saying? Okay, I'll I'll catch up with y'all. So, did you guys try anything different this year? Even though we've been talking about how like time has kind of been like the same and whatnot, did y'all try anything different? Any new hobbies or anything? Anna, what about you? I definitely have to say, okay, so this is kind of a continuation of something that I've been doing since 2020. I actually think my main like training arc of, of the entire pandemic is that because I was in such a need to just like get more like entertainment stuff, I've like really leveled up my language skills. So I'm like regularly reading tons of Korean and Japanese like novels 
Like, that's been my entire story of 2020. Is it like you can read full comprehension now? Like, yeah. almost? Mm -hmm. Wow. Like, before the pandemic, I had never read a light novel entirely in Japanese. I never read, like, Korean webtoons regularly or anything. And now I just do that all the time. Like, I wake up, I check my English language releases at 10 a.m. now. Used to be 11 a.m. Uh, before daylight savings. I would check my Japanese and Korean language releases because JST is the same for both. And then it's just like my day revolves around mango. <laughs> nice, nice. Anything else? Anything else? I would say like that's mostly been it. It's weird because it's kind of like, it's less like something that I picked up this year and more like something that I've continued doing for 2020. Greg, what about you? Uh, two things. Uh, learning Korean. I've gotten to the point where I can count. <laughs> I guess that's about it. But uh, baby steps for Korean. I yeah, that's a start. <laughs> well, it's kind of like when I first started learning Japanese, it took a while to kind of get a hang of it. But I'm figuring it out. Second thing is uh, I'm trying to teach myself piano again. Uh, when I was a kid, I had formal lessons. So I got up to, I think, fourth grade in the Royal Conservatory of Music before I quit. Oh, wow. Now I'm just trying to get all of that uh, dexterity and stuff back because I can't use both, both of my hands on a piano anymore. It, it's, it's hard. And are you using like a traditional keyboard or are you trying to learn like the computer keyboard way of playing piano? Oh no, I have a I have a real keyboard. Uh, I'm using a program called Melodics. Uh, so it doesn't teach you in the traditional way. It kind of teaches you by showing you how to play songs right away. So mm. I think if you have some experience playing piano, it might be a little bit more helpful because um, you kind of have to know where the keys are <laughs> and what the keys mean as as a basic start. Yeah, it. It's not bad. When I get to the two-handed stuff, that's where I get stuck. So I'm in the middle of those lessons, and I, I still can't get both of my hands to cooperate. But it still must be more motivating if you can go directly to songs, I bet. Yeah, it is, because uh, it teaches the principles of music theory by making you actually play a song. So you do understand what a triad is, uh, what a minor fifth is, all that stuff. All that stuff. It's just that teaching your hands to actually play it properly is the hard part. For me, I guess new hobbies. I was big in the Twitch thing for a while. I just wanted to know like how streamers like work and do their do their thing. And I have I have close family members that are pretty good at it. I've been watching a couple streamers and seeing how they do it. Plus, it gives me like kind of an outlet while I'm playing some video games to talk to some people. So I've had people from my old job uh, that would uh, catch my streams and we would catch up on there. Uh, I've met new people, of course, through different games. And overall, just learning how like the streamer mindset is. We went through that big bot raid of like all these bots that we're trying to follow and you had to like ban them and block them because they can like take your take your IP and things like that when you click on their profile. So 
there was all of that earlier this year. I learned how to like when people run ads at certain times, what were the like the best times to do it, uh, best times to stream. That was kind of a really it was a really fun hobby for a while because it kind of kept me busy, not only just playing games and staying motivated to like complete them. Probably this year I've played the most games in a long, long time, finished so many more games in forever. Plus it kept me kind of sane while I was uh, waiting for callbacks and inter- to do interviews and things like that. So plus it kind of kept me inside so I didn't really have to go out that much or anything like that. But that was really that was really fun and it was a way to incorporate already uh, one big hobby of mine to that. Other like minor hobbies I got into like watching K-dramas on Netflix and things like that. I was never really big into it until like 2020 and then it just kind of extended into 2021. So I feel like the pandemic for a lot of people was definitely discover new hobbies time. Time to Oh yeah. Time to find a way to stay alive. <laughs> I had friends that were very into like growing plants and stuff. And oh yeah, was just... that was really big. <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to like take care of a plant, even though it's like probably the easiest thing to do. But I, I didn't want to do that or anything. I didn't want to like learn to paint. Maybe I should be like you guys and try to learn some Korean finally. But uh, I need to. I think I would need like to find more time for it. And I feel like now I just don't have that much time at all. Any big changes or challenges that uh, 2021 has brought up for you guys this year? I feel like it's just COVID exhaustion, right? In the beginning, you were like, yeah, I can do this. I can totally stay home for like however many days I think I this is. And now that it's the second year, I just like, fuck this so much. I don't know. I, I feel like I can still stay inside. I, I, have, I have friends at my old job that are completely, they hate being virtual and they hate like being at a desk at home and stuck at home and things like that. I'm like, nah, I could do that. I could do that easy. And I feel like there are some days where I do have cabin fever and I, I want to go out and do some things, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I could keep going. <laughs> I feel like I could stay inside for a little bit. I think there are things that I miss. And like the number one thing is definitely concerts. I just, I can't live like this, guys. <laughs> I need my concerts back. Well, I'll be going to one in February, so yeah. Damn you. Teaser, I don't teaser. know. I've ne- I've neglected or not neglected. I've declined going to a couple concerts already, just because I I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm ready to be around a ton of people. Enough where I had like anxiety issues. I'm like, oh shit, there's gonna be a ton of people. I remember I was gonna go help out at a festival, and it was outside. I was like, okay, this could be a big deal. I'm going to go hang out with some people and, you know, just try to have fun. And I was literally in my car. I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. And then 20 minutes pass and I haven't moved anywhere from <laughs> from that car. I'm like, uh, I, I kind of froze. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay inside. And I just went back inside and just didn't do it. Though there's like a big difference because like you're in Texas And like, I'm sorry, this is definitely like the red center blue state divide where it's kind of like, I know that in my area, like something like 91% of people who can be vaccinated are vaccinated. And so even though like we're hitting numbers, our hospitals are like somewhat okay, mostly just because like 
if you are getting Omicron or Delta now, sure, there is a good chance that it's going to feel like the worst flu you've ever had in your life, but you won't get hospitalized kind of thing, right? So it was like really funny. I actually went to Anime NYC and it was hilarious because for like a week they were like, these anime fiends, they have committed the first like domestic transmission of Omicron, right? And that was like the big story for a week. But there wasn't a huge uptick because every anime fan that was going was just like, I am totally going to get boosted before I go to this stupid convention because there's going to be like tens of thousands of people around me. And so I think I feel more comfortable going to events just knowing that like if I'm in a crowd of 50 people, 91% of them are vaccinated and have gotten their booster. That's fine and all, but... Did they shower this time? Yes. Was there still that con funk around them? <laughs> People are super crazy about cleanliness now. <laughs> That's like the best thing about this pandemic. First off, you're wearing a mask, so there's no con funk. And then second of all, like... People will give you the side eye if you try to leave the bathroom without washing your hands. Like, people are just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, don't you know that corona can be spread this way? <laughs> but yeah, but confunk has been around forever. And that, you know. Yeah, but I feel like it took corona for people to take it seriously. To be like, yo, maybe I should wear deodorant. Yeah, and just like, like, conflu wasn't a thing this year because everyone was wearing a mask. I got a question for you. I was talking to all my friends about it and I was just like, do you guys realize that none of us have like, because usually, so Conflu, for those of you guys who don't know, is just like, you go to an anime convention, there are like 50,000 people, something is going to go around, right? And because somebody is going to bring some sort of illness and some variant of like the flu, meningitis, whatever, right? God knows what. But like now, like, no one cared because everyone was wearing masks so it was really hard to transmit anything like even the dude with omicron only ended up give, uh passing it on to 10 of his friends that he ate dinner with which meant that he had passed it on to his friends outside of the convention grounds and like no one else tested positive for omicron progress people progress i know right <laughs> but yeah i think more of like my challenge wasn't really it, it did have something to do with like contag you know being contagious or getting mm -hmm. something it was more like you know, it was more like anxiety when it kind of came down to it that uh, was like yeah you know cool i get to be around people and i'm like do i really want to be around people you know i, I was always <laughs> i was always kind of like the social person in a lot of my circles of friends it was weird that to them i was very private or i was very to myself in 2021 and then it was like hey you're you're gonna come join us cool we'd love to see you and then i kind of like flake out on them and like it's a little bit of a more anxiety yeah part of it is like okay i'm taking care of my family so i better be careful about going out where i'm supposed mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. and not bringing it back so that was that was most of the year for me but but yeah that's really more the anxiety part i kind of i literally got over it once i got a job again so greg what about you any other big changes uh, or challenges this year um not really i mean it's just been work from home and then uh, I, i've been able to go back to the gym again so um assuming that it doesn't close i'll keep that routine going again 
I, I live in Canada, so I'm not in the States with these guys. So my province is much You're like, not with the crazy people. No. Uh, my, but my province is much like Texas and Florida. So... Oh, no. We are with the I'm crazy so people. I'm so sorry. So it, it's kind of hard to judge what is safe for me to do and what is not safe for me to do. <laughs> I kind of just live day by day. Kind of sucks. Getting a bit of cabin fever because I mm-hmm. haven't gone anywhere in two years. Yeah, not not exactly a, a healthy situation sometimes, but the, I do what I can. So. I think it's a good day if I see more than 50% of people wearing a mask <laughs> when I'm going out really? or even... Oh, yeah. And it's 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 been pretty good so far, the places I've, I've gone. Work could be a different thing, though, because <laughs> for the longest time, I felt like at work... I was the only one wearing a mask, and now everybody's back to wearing a mask again. So I was like, ha ha. Is that because they saw your cool shredder mask? Dude, I love my shredder mask. It's like a triple layer Under Armour workout mask, and it's great. Uh, but it, it tugs in my ears. It makes my ears hurt. Like, the actual loops cut into the back of my ears. But when I get back to, like, running and stuff, I'm definitely going to wear those. And I'm like, oh, they're, they're, they're amazing. Actually, that is one big thing that I might miss after this pandemic. Having your own, like, personal masks, right? And, like, the different fashions you can have. I have bought so many idol-related masks. You don't think that the mask will continue after it's over? We won't be like Asia? Oh, I I think think it will. I think definitely, like, especially when you feel like you're coming down with a cold or something, it's going to become more socially acceptable to wear a mask. And I've talked to every anime convention friend, and they're just like, yeah, like, there's no way in hell I am going to an anime convention even after the pandemic without a mask on. Because we're just like, oh my god, I can't smell anything. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I think that's funny. (laughs) I mean, it is funny, right? Because, like, even at the beginning of the pandemic, we were all joking. Oh, yeah. Do you guys realize that, like, we're the most prepared for the pandemic because we all have fashion masks? Like, we all have the stupid fashion masks from every anime convention that we've gone to, right? And, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were the only ones with the fashion masks around. And then now we're just like, yeah, we can't smell anything. This is, like, the best thing ever. Can you get wrestling fans to jump on board? Oh my god, don't Uh. even start. Wrestling fans are, you'll be lucky if like 25% wear their masks. It was really funny because like at the anime convention, people were shouting at each other to wear masks. Even if they weren't part of the staff, they were just like, what the fuck are you doing? You know there's a pandemic going on. Yeah. Wrestling, Wrestling folks, unfortunately will shit themselves and, and not miss anything and uh they're still going out and not wearing masks and even though they have covid they'll still go out and oh god just like to sit there and just yell at people and stuff so it's a different it's a different group of folks but yeah we'll see we'll see even uh tonight there was a there was a wwe premium event where uh, they changed the card literally a couple hours ago because their top star Roman Reigns came down with COVID, and they oh, literally cool. had this. They literally had to change the main event, and everybody was like, "Whoa, this is their big guy, and he is immunocompromised because he had leukemia." So it's like, hmm, 
Maybe they'll start to take it seriously. Maybe not. But who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. Who knows? You know we'll what see. I'm actually really sad about? So, you know um, how, like, AKB48, we always used to look forward to that one AK bingo episode where everybody gets their flu shot? Yes. Oh, yeah. And when they freak out and they, they cry getting their flu shot. I wanted stuff, to yeah. ask why we didn't get that for COVID. I want to see them getting their COVID oh. shots. It's because no one gives a shit about AKB anymore. Yeah, but imagine if, like, every single Nogizaka girl got that, right? Or, like, didn't, every... Mm-hmm. Didn't Japan go through, like, a time where they didn't want to get the vaccine because it wasn't made in Japan? It was less than it wasn't made in Japan and more that the clinical trials couldn't be run in Japan because there wasn't enough domestic spread of COVID for them to be like, oh, is this actually working? So, like, Pfizer got into a huge argument with um, the Japanese government because what they did was they took everybody who was of Japanese descent in places like Hawaii and the entire population of people who had recently traveled from Japan. So they were uh, Japanese nationals who had moved to the United States within the past six months to a year, of which we have more than 10,000 people, right? And so there was just like a big fight that like, because they have moved outside of Japan, they are no longer Japanese or something. (laughs) Completely off topic, but like the former princess of Japan she got kicked out because she married a commoner. Well, in general, if you are a female descendant of the royal family, the moment you marry, you become a commoner. Oh, so it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter who you marry then. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you marry. Then why were they? I wonder why they were making a big deal. It's because, like, um, the person that she married, like, bring shame to the royal family or something and i'm just like i don't even understand why this is a problem considering she's gonna be a commoner afterwards why is he a porn star or something what that's the thing like the duke comes from a pretty decent family he's able to afford four years of i mean three years of law school completely in full since he's attending fordham as a foreign student like he has to be he has to have the assets to be able to put to pay every year in full up front so he has at least 180000 in the bank. I'm like, I literally do not understand. So it's probably just because he's not um, from a royal line or uh, something like that. Yeah, because he's not from a former aristocratic line. And there was some kerfuffle between his mom and her former fiancé that, like, they had broken off their engagement and, like... She apparently owed her former fiancé 50 grand, and, like, it just doesn't matter. Why do people care about this? <laughs> so, yeah, very weird stuff. Let's see. So we can go to topic number two. What did you like this year? So we can reference our end-of-year entries that we placed. It's on our website at selective-heron.com. You can read all about it there, but we can kind of go over a little bit of it here. We put first here your favorite music, acts, and or songs or albums. So I'll let you guys go on this one because I actually, I don't, did I, I, I put a couple of things, but mine are very like generic, <laughs> like, I wouldn't say generic responses, but like common responses. Y'all probably had the better history. Uh, Hannah can go first. I've seen her list. So <laughs> she can go first. Yeah, she, she has quite the list. Okay, okay. So 
in my defense, in my defense, uh, I've been asked now like three or four times for my list of top songs and then top albums and then top acts. So I was like, for selective hearing, I should make this different. So then I was like, I can't believe I've been writing for Greg almost how many years now? I can't remember. Nine? It's probably nine. I don't even remember. I think it's not. It's something like eight or nine years. And despite the fact that my entire life effectively revolves around like manga and webtoons, I have never for anyone ranked my top like manga or albums. So I'll put that aside first for later on. But for music acts, I feel like this is the first year where my favorite producer has actually been kicked out because it used to be, I know this is shameful, it used to be Akimoto because I really like 46, I really like the 48s. And then for K-pop, it was JYP because as much as like I make fun of his like JYP, whisper in every single fucking song that he ever writes. Um, <laughs> he does make really, really good music. But this year, there was a new kid on the block by the name of Hidefumi Kenmochi. Um, he is the creative mastermind behind Wednesday's Campanella. And then this year, he like decided to increase his output by like 50 times. So he's behind Femme Fatale. He's one of the primary producers on like Denombu and everything. And I was just like, Oh my god, you are the best thing since sliced bread. So like, my favorite producer spot has been taken over. You should listen to everything that he's put out. Everything that he touches is fucking gold, man. <laughs> what was his, I guess, the his most popular one for this, for this year? For the okay. past year? So for all that I say that um, everything that he touches is gold, he hasn't had like a public reception quite the way that Wednesday's Campanella used to have, where they were able to do like Tokyo Dome at their high point, and then they went on hiatus, and Komi left. Um, but I do have to say, like, I've liked all of his stuff, even though like no one in Japan has listened to it, unfortunately. <laughs> so like Ken Hirai's 1995, uh, Femme Fatale has stuff like Shindo, and like Club Moon, which was an amazing song. And um, Denombu's like Catching Fire or Itadaki Babble are amazing songs. They're a lot more like hip hop-y. They revolve around heavy beats more than your typical pop song, but they're super fun. Greg, what about you? Well, for me, this was the uh, full return to K-pop. So I'd hardly listened to any Japanese idols at all this year. I like Equals Love. Uh, I mean, they're still good. <laughs> but I think I went full in on Yukika this year. Mm. I pretty much bought into anything that she did, even if it sucked. It's good with that. Yeah, I liked her. I liked her at the beginning of the year as well. Yeah. Her, her middle of the year stuff probably wasn't as great. But her last song before the end of the year was good. What else? I don't know. I've been overwhelmed with so much K-pop that I can't really keep up when i look at my last fm stats apparently i really like everglow so i'll, I'll go <laughs> with that uh, in your defense everglow's amazing yes everglow's good everglow's good i i their most recent release was kind of disappointing but that's good just because, good okay like everything before the most recent one was just super fantastic 
yes i i do not like pirates i, I hate uh, pirates I, oh, I can't we're all it. in agreement finally like-minded oh, individuals but like i can't tell if it's because pirates is objectively bad or if it's just because it's not on par with like dundun right where dundun was just like wow like it hit me like a ton of bricks where i just like this is such an amazing song i still rank la di da that's like their my, my most favorite out of their like whole catalog first th- mm. when first came out i was kind of like eh, okay i i understand where they're going but it wasn't la di da to me and then pirate comes out i'm like this is a really annoying song to listen to i didn't know if it was just more like you know the trend like the tiktok trend and they had to do you know pirate for the for the tiktoks and things like that but i was like man i just can't get into it and i would just keep going back to like la di da or or dun dun or even bonbon chocolate i was jamming to that earlier today i was like man i still kind of like everglow i i almost i almost jumped off the bandwagon and i feel like a bad i feel no, like a I bad feel forever like you can totally you can totally like criticize them for a shitty release right because like their discography up until pirates was literally just like paved gold i feel like it's it was like itsy until their most recent release um, oh good i don't like itsy's latest release either yeah i just feel like there were a lot of victims to like i don't know if it's corona fatigue or something but like some groups going into the pandemic like they had the best releases and then the stuff they were putting out during the pandemic i'm just like are you depressed are you okay? Do you want to talk? <laughs> but yeah, so Greg Everglow for you, right? So yeah, I just want to. You didn't like pirate. You didn't like pirate though. Uh, I just want to go back to pirate before I continue. Did anyone understand what the pirate concept had to do with the song at all? No. Okay. No. Just, okay, it's just not only me. Nobody. Nobody was wearing an eye patch or had a pig leg or a parrot on their sh- shoulders. So I was kind of like. I guess they're pirates in the sense of like, you know, they, they steal your hearts and things like that, maybe. But I I didn't go into heavy analyzation of that song. Okay, yeah, I was just just curious if I was the only one who was kind of hoping it'd be more like Momo Hero Clover Z. Momo Clo in there, that's, I mean, that's no, really, that's that a really a high, yeah. That was a special song. I mean, granted... Okay, so I say that there was a corona depression among some bands, but that's almost that seemed to have exclusively hit K-pop groups because J-pop groups were on fire despite having zero popularity. But that's a separate issue. Greg should continue with his list. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, looking at what else I listened to. Uh, apparently, I also like Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock. So, that's a really good fucking album. Everything Bruno Mars, I, I usually generally like. So, mm-hmm. his latest releases were really good. Yeah, that, that's about it from what I can see on my uh, my stats. Everglow and Silk Sonic and Yukika. And Yukika. Mine are pretty generic. Mine were like, for music, I got really into Japanese Breakfast. Japanese breakfast was very relaxing to listen to. It was very nice background music. I just, I, I like Believe from Japanese breakfast. It was always a good listen. 
Stacy was a, a nice surprise. I've listened to Stereotype probably it's probably one of the my most listened to singles of this year. I just love that song. Everglow, yes, I, I almost was I was almost done with them, but I, I just I just I, I can't stop loving Everglow. Uh, I finally gave in to Rocket Punch when Whoa. Ring Ring came out. I was I was always like back and forth with Rocket Punch, and I was like, ninety five percent of their discography, I just was I was very passive on it. I was like, okay. I like Rocket Punch because Jury's in it, and I used to like her in 48, and some of the produce girls were in it. Okay, I'll give Rocket Punch a try. And it wasn't until Ring Ring came out, I was like, okay, I am definitely down for Rocket Punch. Plus, there was that, uh, we were going through that phase of, uh, they were getting people to do Ring Ring for, like, TikToks and stuff, and we were going through the phase of, like, all right, new member confirmed. It's going to be Chaewon and Unbi, and they were just doing the songs, and uh, it was just fun to tease that a little bit. Uh, Weekly, I liked After School from Weekly. Uh, I really dug that song. It had such a cool beat and a vibe on it. I I started liking them, but then I kind of didn't like their, their release afterwards, so I was kind of like, eh. If we went a little old school... Like Aaliyah, her catalog went out on like Spotify and Apple Music finally. I guess it was her uncle that had locked it all up and everything and didn't want to put the rights out. So uh, I loved Aaliyah growing up and I just thought she was amazing. And it's good to finally hear like great quality versions of all the all her old songs and everything. So that's always been on repeat for me throughout the year. Uh, but like the usual, I guess, like for me, I was like, all right, Red Velvet, they can never do wrong for me. So Queendom, Lies. Queendom, Queendom was probably, I, I liked the song. So, and there, the other B-sides were great too. So I was like, okay, Red Velvet did great. I like them. I'm check, surrounded you know, check by Rev Loves or whatever the fandom name is. Oh God. Yes, I am a Revelove, but I, I... <laughs> It was the only thing that I could really, like, get behind SM-wise. Like, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of Espa. I really... It was really hard for me to get into Espa. I still... I'm still not really into Espa. So, it's like... You know, I... I, Yeah. So, Red Velvet's still my favorite (laughs) of all of SM. Framus. Framus 9. I'm still, like, hardcore into them. When they moved to Pletus, we were all, like, scared as Flovers, like, oh, fuck Pletus and everything. I just remember everybody just saying, fuck Pletus for years, even before, even before all that, all that went down. And now it's like, fuck, I love Pletus because they're giving them more comebacks and they're more popular and they finally got their number, you know, they finally won an award at the show. So with uh, Talking Talk, so I'm like, okay, cool. They've been putting out some good stuff lately. Yeah, Framus was doing really good. But then, like, twice, like, kills everybody because they've had such great releases and more constant comebacks and stuff. Like, Taste of Love, completely not the mindset I thought they would go through for the summer. Like, Alcohol Free was 
probably one of my most listened to songs. It's just such a chill vibe of a song. And I didn't expect that from Twice. And I was like, I was very happy they went that route. And the album was great, too. Uh, the feels, though, like at first listen, I did not like the feels. I was very like worried, like, oh, it's going to be an English song. I'm like, uh oh, it's going to be an English song. They're going to make the girls speak English and it's going to and it's going to sound, gonna like sound fucking bad. Better. Yeah, it's going to sound very like and they have, you know, they can't help it. It's not like they're fluent in English. So they're going to have their accents and everything I'm like, oh, man, it's not going to be. It's not going to be a great first intro to English uh, for, like, you know, American stuff. But slowly but surely, they were on more shows and they were on more American shows and everything. And I started to like it more and more. No pun intended. I started to like the feels uh, a lot more. I heard it on the radio here the other day. I'm like, what's Twice doing on Houston radio? <laughs> I'm like, what station am I listening to? Am I really listening to twice on the radio so it's like wow and people are liking it and they don't care that it's uh, a group a korean group or anything like that and then when formula of love came out i love i love that album like there's so many good songs on it that uh it made me like scientists less enough to where like i think i don't like scientists i don't like scientists at all like, okay. It, Scientist the, is so the video catchy. is cute. Yeah. The video is cute, you know, and it's okay, but I'm not looking for scientists when I look up twice or when I go into my Spotify. Yeah, I'm not looking to play it. I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to scientists because, oh, my goodness, you know. Again, another like heavily English, heavy English song. Uh, I was actually surprised, like, the album is super heavy in English. But they somehow made it work. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I liked it. I like I like Moonlight on there. I like I like Candy. It's just very nice and easy to listen to. Last Waltz is really good. Mm-hmm. The Unit songs. I think it's the Geo Sana and Dion's subunit song. I can't remember the name of it, but that's like my favorite out of the three. So I'm like I'm like wow. Twice is just like knocking it out of the park, and they were knocking it out in 2020 as well so discontinuing their reign man i am like full on once now i had to like join the club yeah i had to i had to admit to myself after all these years that i'm like wow i really like twice so it, it's it's been really it's been a good year if you were very much into twice because i feel like you guys got constant releases you got constant content even though jungers is not it doesn't feel like uh jungers is gonna make it to uh to the tour it's okay when you put the two tours together technically any once that has been to both american tours has seen all nine i mean never together some of us will not have that luxury <laughs> some well, of us will only get to see eight out of the nine but I understand, I understand, I understand. I understand. BFP twice. But yeah, that's that's the music that I liked a lot as far as like K-pop and stuff goes. So does anybody have any favorite movies or TV shows that they want to talk about? I really oh. didn't watch many movies this year. I only went to see Spider-Man in the theater and that was like the first 
movie that I saw in the theater in in like two years and it was really cool but I don't think it was like the best Spider-Man like everybody was like splooging all over for so that's like my quick and dirty thoughts about Spider-Man. I do have to admit I got back into going to movie theaters um, especially towards the second half especially after they mandated vaccines everywhere so like I watched Shang-Chi a bunch of times that was super good but the real left field surprise was this tv show called arcane and oh yes 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 yeah like okay that tv show had zero reason or right to be as amazing as it was i hate imagine dragons um i think american metal tends to be extremely corny but this got me to listen to imagine dragons <laughs> And I was just like, I think this is the first year where I have an American animation in my top five list, if not number one, for animated TV shows. Not that I usually, nowadays I'm like extremely picky about my anime, so like I don't have that many on my list, but I just like, it is super rare to get this at all. Um, so Arcane has to be my favorite pick. Because, like, the Space Saru, uh, Heike Monogatari is, like, obviously, whatever they make is pure gold to me. And Autaxi, everyone loves Autaxi. But Arcane was just like, why are you so good? You know we're gonna watch this anyways. You know League of Legends fans are just gonna buy the skin anyways. So, like... There was no reason for you to try this hard, but I appreciate it. <laughs> it wasn't just a quick cash in on the on the League of Legends license, so it was really it's really surprising. And the animation is really good too. It was super stylish as well. Like I realize as I've gotten older, all I really watch now are like the very, very creative ways of like animating a particular thing, mood, scene, whatever. And especially with Jinx, the character in the in the series, the way that they animated both her and her trauma and like her her mental illnesses were just completely mind blowing. So everyone should watch it. Greg, any favorite movies or TV shows? I haven't watched a lot at all this year, or in the past couple of years, to be honest. But I did watch Shang Chi. I like that. New Matrix movie was pretty good. I didn't expect I it, loved it to be yeah. decent, <laughs> but it made sense. I don't know. I'm watching. I'm catching up on a like a bunch of old dramas and stuff. So I don't think they they qualify as anything made in 2021. <laughs> yeah, that's about the extent of my viewing. Sadly. Oh yeah. I, I should talk about the, the dramas that I watched. So I, I put down, I remember writing about three that I really, really fell in love with this year. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I, I watched Run On and I loved Run On. It had my favorite member of SNSD on it, Young. So that was mm. a great surprise. I didn't, I didn't realize she was on the show until I started watching. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Very mature storylines. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. I was late to watching Hospital Playlist. So it came out a couple years ago and then they had their current season that came out. 
and I love hospital playlists. It's so funny. So, uh, I guess mature in their storylines too. There's a lot of like deep medical problems and you get the suspenseful like surgeries and things like that. But of course they have the five, the big five in there and, and their friendship and the secondary cast was really good. And you just get so deep involved to, with the love stories and everything. I was like, man, there are, there are, there are great moments of cheering and tears while I was watching, uh, hospital playlist so uh i really 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 hope they do a third and final season but they kind of left that up in the air because of like covid and things like that so but my favorite hands down uh this year was hometown cha-cha-cha and holy crap that i was not expecting to like that series but it was just so good it was like the evolution of two very stubborn people and how they fall in love. And it's not the typical like love triangle where the secondary main lead just wants to screw everything up. And it's actually very mature how they, um, how they handle their stories and everything and tons of interesting characters, great music, great cinematography. Oh man. So many, I've already watched the series twice. (laughs) Wait, really? That's how good it is. It's a great, like, healing type of show. Like, if you're, like, just down in the dumps and you just want something funny to turn on, and oh, it's great. Tons of manly tears. I was, like, sitting there, like, oh, shit. I can't believe I'm this involved. And, like, little did I know, tears falling down my face. I'm like, holy crap, I'm really involved. And it was even worse the second time around. I was like, okay, I'm expecting stuff to happen again. And then, boom. I'm like, shit. So that's the one I've been recommending to all my friends that have never watched a, a K-drama before. And they're like, what do you what do you watch? And I'm like, oh, watch Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. It's the best. So uh, and plus I the other two I kind of had to watch like in all the episodes were out. So it wasn't like I could watch it in little weekly breaks. So I was watching Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha like every week. So two episodes every week and I was like okay what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next and I would go to the k-drama subreddit and see how people are reacting I'm like oh man there's people that are feeling exactly the way I feel so it's like all right can't wait for next week can't wait for next week so I was totally caught up into that it definitely is a different feeling when you're following a series week by week and you get to like talk to everyone about oh yeah about like how they're feeling like so Usually, I don't watch anime like that anymore. I tend to wait for the season to, like, close out. And so, Arcane was the first one that I had that feeling again with. And I'm like, I really miss this. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a good feeling to be able to, like, talk out the series and be like, Oh, like, what do you think's gonna happen next? Like, did you like this week's, like, new song or whatever? Because the way that I know of Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha is I saw all of the ost on the... oh my god the ost is so good too yeah it really is like i haven't watched the series but i've heard a lot about the ost and i'm just like wow like this is this is this is very nice stuff <laughs> yeah i i don't like i don't like it when a whole series has like the whole all the all the episodes are ready to watch like i don't like marathoning shows mm-hmm. like i I had to do it with with hospital players, but even then, I would watch it like 
two episodes at a time because they can go really long. Some of the episodes can go like an hour and a half or two hours. And I'm like, whoa, I wasn't prepared for this. So I tell myself like, okay, I can't, I can't watch anymore until I have extra time later on. So mm-hmm. I prefer, I prefer it where it's like, I guess the Saturday and Sunday it comes out, then I can watch it. I can watch those two episodes throughout the week and then be done with it until the next release. So, but yeah, yeah. Hometown cha-cha-cha people. I can't, I can't stop talking about that show. It's so, so good. <laughs> Did anybody have any online concerts that they watched this year? I can't remember. I can't remember any like concert concerts that I watched. Um, oh my God. They all just that, like kind of blended together. That weren't like, yeah, mine were more like Blu-rays. Like, I already had the concerts here, so they weren't, like, concerts from this year or anything like that. I can't even remember, I can't even remember, like, any anything off the top of my head. <laughs> I do remember thinking, so Aniplex had, like, an Aniplex summer festival that I was watching with my friends pretty much real time. And I remember thinking, because it was a weekend of what would have normally been Anime Expo... I remember thinking that I appreciated that this year their their content was a lot more international. So to give people some context, usually Anime Expo, I mean, first off, it's in Los Angeles. And second of all, like the largest anime market right now still is the United States by dollar amount. So whenever people talk about anime, it tends to almost entirely be about the United States. And this time around, because it was a live stream for across the world and they were doing like a 24-hour marathon um there was a lot more content that was more internationally focused so like my favorite segment of that part was when they were talking about demon slayer they were talking about the dub all over the world and like how different fans reacted to it and stuff and i was like this is actually a nice change like i like seeing how different fans in like spain france indonesia korea china like whatever kind of interacted with all these things so that was really nice i thought but that's not really a concert that was more a live stream <laughs> greg do you remember any uh, any concerts this year Dreamcatcher. that's the one i watched twice oh uh, yeah because they uh they fucked they up had... the audio on the first run yeah that's right that's right when when was that again oh i don't remember it was sometime in the summer or fall i just remember i had to watch it twice <laughs> that's, that's all i remember but it was and good. how and how was it how was it i liked it um but i'm also uh holding a strong bias towards Dreamcatcher, so uh, don't don't trust my opinion but i liked it. oh do you have the super long scepter and the and their cult of cult hood and everything like that no, but I want it very badly. <laughs> I do have to admit, I saw the scepter, and I was just like, wow, this this is actually a lot cooler in person than I thought. It comes in a coffin. It comes in, like, this giant coffin. I was like, holy shit, this is a badass, like, light stick. Yes, and you can beat other fans away with it. That's why I want it. <laughs> it's pretty sturdy, Yeah. <laughs> Now, Greg, on the second time around, was there like you said the audio was better, but like was the was the visual part of it better as well? Yeah, I, I caught some stuff that um, I didn't catch the first time because it was on at like 
two in the morning in my time zone. So the rerun was at a more reasonable time of 9 p.m. So I could actually stay awake and watch the entire thing. Nice, nice. Dreamcatch is always good. Dreamcatch is always good. Uh, let's see. So we can go on to favorite video games, Hannah. Yeah, so, okay. I, I'm gonna make a shameful admission. First of all, I You're am a, a casual... Person. I am a casual gamer, so all of my video games are played on mobile. But second of all, second of all... Um, You're still a horrible person for this answer. <laughs> I love Pokemon Unite. Uh, it is the best okay, game that wasn't, since... That wasn't the answer I was thinking of, but <laughs> Pokemon Unite's cool. I mean, you were probably thinking of League of Legends, right? No, you. I was thinking of the one uh, that y'all mentioned on Orama. Uma Musume? Yeah. Oh, so the gambling horse game is like a better idling game. But like the real game that I have been playing nonstop is Pokemon Unite. It's basically like League of Legends, except on your phone. And it's time limited. So it's perfect for like working adults who are in between meetings being like, I have exactly 15 minutes between this one meeting and the next meeting. So I can play one round of Pokemon Unite and then get back to work. <laughs> and all of my friends who aren't like are in college or something just don't understand the appeal of that. They're just like, why do I want a time limited game? And I'm like, wait till you start working. <laughs> and then you have time breaks. And then you understand the appeal of being able to control how long a match is, right? Then you will understand why I need I need time control. <laughs> so yeah, like Pokemon Unite is my my favorite game, sadly. Okay, so I'm confused. So did you play Uma Musume as well, or y'all just talk about it just because it was so popular? So I love the franchise, but an English language version of the game hasn't come out yet, and I'm just like, I don't love you guys enough to play this fucking horse game which is actually oh. a better idling game <laughs> so also made for adults but yeah like i'm kind of afraid of playing it because gotcha is bad for society <laughs> greg what about you i know i know you're tearing into a few games lately yeah but none of them are current <laughs> well yeah um, uh yeah yakuza that's all yeah yeah so before the recording of this show i was actually uh just about to finish yakuza 4 but then i looked up how long the ending is and yeah i wouldn't be able to give my full concentration to oh god to the last, four dudes yeah the last <laughs> the, the last fight could be bad yeah so i just stocked up on um on energy drinks and then save the game and then i'll probably try to finish it after we're done recording oh yeah. yeah you're you're pretty much almost done so yeah i mean the last submission i had to do was something about finding some baby's mother in a parking lot so that's what i did baby's mother in parking lot I, I yeah don't remember like that. They, they leave a they find a baby in the garbage by the bar and then I guess oh. the mother is being chased by some shady dudes and you go to underground parking lot and beat them all up and then reunite the baby and then you get to name the baby as a uh, condition for lending her money to what? life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just named the kid Shit Kicker. 
<laughs> um, anything, anything else that you've been playing this year? Tekken. <laughs> uh, between Yakuza sessions, I play Tekken. Uh, I started to play Kunimitsu. And wow, and she I, uh, she was yeah. the last last one, right? Uh, yeah, she's the current DLC. I think there's one more coming, possibly. Kunimitsu. Uh, once you figure her out, uh, you can make people rage quit real fast. Hmm. That's always a nice ability. <laughs> well, um, the the guy I usually play with is How Wrong. So that's another person people hate online because of the amount of uh, bullshit you can put people through. <laughs> so Kunimitsu is just about the same. So uh, anytime that anyone rage quits on me, uh, I consider that uh, a victory. Of course, it is a vic- it's technically a victory for you. And then <laughs> it's just uh, such a shameful way to lose. It's just such a bitch way to lose. Uh, but it doesn't increase my rank at all. Like I, I lose the uh, the ranking points because the other person didn't finish the game. Oh, I guess I'm thinking. Wait, really? uh, there's other games that that do it where if people rage quit, like you still get like the the rank ups and stuff. Maybe I'm thinking uh, like Mortal Kombat or something. Uh, League Tekken, of Legends does that. Yeah, I, I wish Tekken did that. But when I look at the results after my my rage quit session uh i'm still at the same level rather than getting some points towards the next one so it kind of sucks for me my favorite video games i have a few but i'll kind of touch up a little bit on them most of them are kind of old they're not 2021 yakuza 5 probably one of my favorite yakuza games of the whole series you actually get to be haruka and you get to do idol idol like things like handshake events and stuff and for me that just kind of like that resonated with me just because you know we've been following like fandoms like that for a long time and it's really it's really fun the other three side story uh, the three characters as well is really good too so such a great story it was such a such a good game that being said i also played yakuza like a dragon and that quickly became one of my top games in the series they switched it up to uh, an RPG turn-based battle system, and I was one of those guys at first that was like, oh, no, I don't want this. I want my brawling beat-em-up. And then when I actually played it, I freaking loved it as a JRPG. So love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And such a great callback to... Tons of great callbacks to big fans of the series as well. So... I got the platinum trophy for that, so I 100%ed it, and it was well worth it. Uh, love everything about it. My last year's game of the year was Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then we got the upgrade to everything in uh, the Yuffie's intermission episode, and Yuffie is a badass. She has probably my favorite combat style out of all the characters now, uh, so I can't wait for the next part of that game. One big one that I played this year was Final Fantasy X. I played it back on the PS2 years and years and years ago, but this was the the 20th anniversary, so I decided to replay it, uh, the HD remaster, and try to get as much done. And man, I was back. I was back. I felt like a kid again playing on my PS2 on a CRT, 
like man i love final fantasy 10 so uh it is dated it is super dated now so there's part of me kind of like uh face palming at certain events not not the laughing scene but there was like other things as well i was kind of like mm, this is rough but there it still holds up it still holds up and then probably one of my favorites this year would be tales of arise been years and years since the last tales game and it was for the next generation and it was super fun uh beautiful graphics and everything uh just it ended up being really easy even at the hardest difficulties i had to turn that son of a bitch up because it was so easy uh one of the girls on there her name is rinwell and she's the mage of the group and typically i don't like using mages in any game but man she was just like killing people nuking people with all her powerful spells and everything so I was, once i got her down i was like completely mastering that game and i i loved it i loved it uh finally dusted off the xbox series x i had when halo infinite came out so that was really fun i played the multiplayer quite a bit when it first came out looks great still fun uh it was great to get back with some old friends and just shoot shoot a bunch of dudes and then i got gifted a pokemon brilliant diamond so i also had a reason to dust off the switch because i was not playing that at all and that's the last game i've been playing like the last month of december i just been playing pokemon and it's fun because old school game and it's still kind of easy but still catching the Pokemon and it's still fun and naming them really crazy names. Now, now I take like a random name generator and I'll put in like different girl groups or boy groups names and just <laughs> click on random and then like, okay, you are going to be, this Pokemon's going to be uh, Mia from Everglow. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, you could be like Mark from N- NCT or something like that. I'm like, okay. So they're, they're just random ones that I do. So it's really funny. I just like to mix it up because it's just, you can name them and I just run out of the names. So I just pick a random generated one. So it's really fun. Ton, there's just tons of great games. I bought a whole bunch for uh, Black Friday and I've yet, I'm looking at the stack of games. I've yet to break into it. Probably I need to finish Lost Judgment because that's going to be the last, most likely the last one Kim Taku will ever be on. <laughs> so his his story with Johnny's and everything around them and Sega in that game is just, uh, it's just so dumb. And I never thought Johnny's and Associates would like pull a power trip over Sega or anything like that. But it, it seems like it, this will be the last time we'll see Kim Taku. So I, I want to finish that game and then I have Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima. I've I been wanting to play that game for the last two years, and I have it now, so can't wait to break into that game. Uh, anything else? Anything else you guys want to talk about, like, your favorite this year? Or anything that you... We can talk about, like, anything that you started and just didn't follow through, didn't like it, or anything like that. I have like to say... Like a TV say... show you started. Oh, go ahead. So... I forgot to mention this when I was talking about music, but I feel like because AKB isn't popular anymore, they're trying harder, <laughs> right? Oh yes, because uh, their last their last single I heard was really good. 
It was so good that, um, so there is a yearly, there's like a yearly ranking of idol music that, um, that they put out, right? And usually AKB doesn't do well on these rankings, especially because, uh, the ranking was first made by Hello Project fans, so anybody who is anyone knows that there's a little bit of... Do you want to call it, like, rivalry? Or I'm going to call whatever? it animosity. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more like... It's all more like one-sided hatred, basically. Yeah, it is very one-sided hatred. So, anyone who is anyone knows that there's a lot of one-sided hatred uh, between the two groups. And, yeah, um... Surprisingly, this single got a ton of love from people because they were just like, wow, this is this is actually a good song. <laughs> so yeah, check out Nemo Hamo Rumor. Uh, also a very gay song because we all know now that Nana just be like that. Oh, Okada Nana is like the center now, right? Yeah, she's basically the center of the group. Like we've all, okay. we all know this. So AKB has become full lesbian, is that right? Is that, yes. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, they've decided to co-opt SNH, uh, SNH selling patterns. Wow. <laughs> I like Okada Nana. She's great. She is great. Um, everyone should stand Okada Nana, but like, let's let's be let's be honest about this. She's she's pretty gay as fuck. <laughs> I. I I took a two shot with Okana Nana before she became Butch, so I, I just remember her as long hair. Uh, oh, brown hair. Like, <laughs> she was so boring. Hair. She was so boring with long hair and such a prim and proper attitude back then. I was like, oh. The boring. other funny part, though, is that she actually fit a lesbian stereotype back then, too. So. It's not like she was particularly hiding it, I guess. Because, like, there's a there's a stereotype in Japan about, like, lesbian Catholic schoolgirls who are all prim and proper, but they're pretty lesbian, right? So, I don't know, like, she definitely fit everything. It was, it was very obvious. She was only making out, she was only making out with other members for years and years anyway, so. Literally on stage sometimes. 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 What about all the time? Quite. Well, you know, that was her thing. So I never was like keeping count. I was like, oh, that's her thing. So. Is that For why her... you can never get into a theater show now? Because it's. Yes. It's, it's, it's full of that. lesbian fangirls. Okay. And it's not like I could get into a theater show before she became <laughs> raging lesbian. So I guess it's no difference to me. I did want to mention a couple of shows that I started and I had to like, I ended up hating, but I like forced myself to watch the rest of it. So Love Alarm uh, season two came out uh, this year and the first season was just like horrible high school trash. And I was like, you know what? I thought I was going to like it. And it was like so dumb. And then the second season was just even worse because they just were dragging out, (sighs) dragging out emo like love pains and things like that i was like uh what am i doing so that was one that i just i wanted to like and i just thought it was super disappointing the other one um was startup 
and I was warned heavily by a lot of people. Ping would tell me all the time, like, okay, you can start it, but you're going to hate it, and you're going to hate it around this episode. I was like, you know what? I'm better than that. I, I'll give it, an, I'll give it a, a nice go. And boy, was he right. <laughs> the, there were just some things about that show. I was like, okay, it's got Susie, and it's got the guy from uh, Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha in it. I was like, okay, it can't be that bad, right? And holy crap, that show was like full were of you plot holes. <laughs> I was like, that show is full of plot holes, and characters make stupid decisions. This would never happen in real life. Why would Why would anybody think that way? I was just so... Uh, my my hatred like there was like an actual hatred for like the show i was like holy crap this show sucks don't ever watch it people i hate it <laughs> I, I i didn't want to manifest that type of hatred but holy crap i was just like okay what's wrong with the writers on this show and why did Susie's character act this way and why do i listen to the soundtrack even though it reminds me of like how bad the <laughs> show PTSD. is PTSD. Like, and like Red Velvet has a song on it. And I was like, oh, I really like this song. And then all of a sudden I just think it's stuck on startup and it's such a crappy show. <laughs> like, fuck. It's actually uh. really funny. Like um, among anime fans, there's a there's a saying that the better the music, the more likely the show sucks because they spent their entire budget on the music instead of, instead of doing proper things with the TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like uh, if they if they spend the money to get get high quality music, like the animation suffers, and then yeah. the writers the writers go through like <laughs> the writers don't get paid, so they like have to like manufacture a cheap storyline or something. Uh, I, I got I got one set of grievances to air, if you don't mind. First off, fuck girls, Planet Nine Nine Nine. God, that show wasted my life. <laughs> oh, is, so is that the show? Off. Is that the show where Kepler is come? Where Kepler one? Yeah, where is Kepler is is coming from. My God, that was a waste of my time. I should have. But watched you know, Street you knew Mnet. You knew Mnet was Snake, so you got wrapped back into that to the whole uh, was it survival shows. Yeah, but I, I was foolishly hoping that. It would be an even split between <laughs> Chinese, Japanese, and Korean girls. But then probably around the midpoint of the season, uh, yeah, there was no way that shit was happening. <laughs> which, which really sucks because uh, the way they had the, uh, the voting system at the start, they pretty much kicked off a lot of talented members. And then they just went all out on making all the Chinese members look like shit. And then the Japanese members looked all docile, and they're pushing, pushing a bunch of Koreans, basically. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, it was still, it was still super rigged as fuck, right? So oh, oh yeah, I was, I expected it to be rigged, but they didn't have to be this damn blatant about it. <laughs> I mean, kind of hide it better. I mean, you should have learned from Produce One Hundred One and Produce X and stuff like that. Don't, don't make it so damn obvious that. You know, all these girls are are just there for for drama's sake, and that you've already picked the the group already. Uh, I wanted to mention girls on top, but that's actually technically two thousand and twenty two, not two thousand twenty one. So we'll um, skip that part. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll jump in on that because I, I I think everyone 
I knows who the producer of that fucking terrible song is. If you don't, uh, Ryan Jun has been, I, I guess, the producer of the moment for girl groups and K-pop this year. And I think he got himself into a little bit of trouble for saying misogynistic shit about the groups he's producing. <laughs> so he kind of went on a hiatus to reflect and all that shit, but apparently that hasn't changed his... Uh, <laughs> His personal views on anything. I know there's certain people who love Ryan Jin, his music. Like the guy's been around for a while, but uh, to me, I really don't like the guy. His current music just garbage, to be honest. I mean, it took so long. I've been holding back because I don't want to offend anybody, especially certain people who are affiliated with us, but. If you're on Ryan June's dick, I mean, I'm just going to tell you straight up, he sucks right now. So, uh, I, I mean, if you take offense to that too bad, I, I just don't like the music he's been producing for a while. So hopefully he stops being such a dick and concentrates on making better music rather than being a misogynistic asshole. Yeah, and unfortunately... <laughs> Uh, Girls on Top, the the song itself, the, the lyrics are badly written. I mean, how many times can you use the word level in a song? He he made it happen quite a bit, so and it's like it's like all that talent that's there and the song the the song really doesn't like suit them very well, much. Honestly, like you could sum it up in three words. Back off, bitch, and then stop the song. You don't need to have it four minutes long. <laughs> That's pretty much the song. It's like <laughs> a girl telling another girl to back off, basically. So, yeah, um, not very... Terrible. It was weird because just in that same concert, Boa plays, or she performs Woman. It's a very like empowering song and everything, and they go with girls on top and like they proclaim you know our girls in sm are the best they're they're on top of everything and then then they come out with that song i just i like i didn't like the gregorian chanting <laughs> behind it i was like why is there chanting and why is that the only thing that i can hear it's like it's like super in front of me the whole time i was paying attention uh, the whole time i was watching yeah, like people I mean, are liking that song. kind of shows my point that his productions are s- shitty. It's so funny because, like, Girls on Top, the, the title is actually a reference, right, to, to Boa's, like, one of her earlier albums. And I distinctly remember it not being like this. Oh, no. Girls on Top, the... Uh... The Boa song, way better yeah. than this garbage. So I don't know. I'm I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sad that it's turned out like this. Cause yeah. I I love that album. The the girls look good. All the girls look good. Silgi's dancing is really good. I mean, but that's SM for you, right? Like yeah. SM is just like this. It's just like I expect them to look good and I expect them to, to perform well. But I was kind of like I was let down. I was. Uh, I remember I was, I was in the Truly Daybok Discord, and we we're just kind of like going back and forth. It was like, like man, people. There were some people that liked it, and there were some people that like me. I was like, uh, I waited all night for this. So I was like, 
I was kind of let down. I was like, I was so excited too. I was like, I was hyped through the show, and the show was actually wasn't wasn't so bad either. I was like, oh, this is turning out pretty good. There was not like two hours of DJs. I actually left by that time, <laughs> but but yeah, I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, oh well. well and I'm just I kind of say, like, uh, Hyo's fake DJ set was better than Girls on Top. <laughs> Did she did she do really well? I think I I think I had logged off by then. Well, the mix I could tell was pre-recorded. I mean, if you watch her hands, all she was doing was playing with the bass knob. <laughs> like the crossfader on the mixer wasn't moving, none of the volume faders were moving. Uh, she put the headphones on every once in a while to promote beats, but she wasn't actually doing anything <laughs> either on the cd players or on the mixer itself because it was all pre-recorded gotcha gotcha that's sm town for you or, or what did, what was their theme this year smcu uh yeah new year's from kwang yeah i think something like that. yeah it was it was it was a fun watch though i i still thought it was a fun watch but technically started in 2021 and then ended in 2022 for most of us so yeah. Except, I guess in Korea, it was all 2022 at that point, so... Well, yeah, I think um, they said straight out at the front that it was pre-recorded, so I'm assuming that it was probably recorded on the 30th or something like that. But mm. that's uh, that's another free concert. That was an online concert I technically watched this year, so that counts. Cool. Yeah. Yes, it does. All right, so one of the, I guess, the big things we could talk about that I know that I had in 2021 was the twice Ticketmaster waiting room what were your thoughts when twice announced a world tour anna i mean honestly okay so to give people some context i've been on the twice train for a couple of years now i want to say that like they've been really amazing so i was vip for their first world tour and i have to say i actually think the vip was super worth it because it came with like a high touch which is super rare for korean groups and it came with a high touch and it came with a photo opportunity so it was really nice so i was like i hope i hope this happens again and i was right um that they would do vip although unfortunately they didn't do like the high touch or photos probably because of covid but i was just like i want to get vip again and holy fuck that was hard <laughs> i eventually like thank you del you are you are man among men like he managed to nab some vip tickets for me and a couple of other friends and i was like i i love you bless bless your soul <laughs> that that was rough i was crying a lot <laughs> so when they announced the tour you were you were like I, i'm in no matter what yeah, I was like VIP or die, basically. I'll I'll kill someone for it. Greg, what about you? What were your thoughts? Well, I already knew the world didn't include Canada, so I was like, fuck. Pretty much. <laughs> K pop groups generally don't go to Canada. Unless it's uh Toronto or Vancouver. But this time Canada was not part of the world. So I was like shit would you have gone to see them if they decided to go to canada if they did 
I would have gone to Vancouver, yes. It would have been a lot easier for me to go there than to the States. I was excited when they announced it. I was actually kind of surprised, even though they kind of teased a few things, like after some of their videos. I was like, oh, will a tour come up? Will Will they have the balls to do a world tour, basically go outside of Korea? So I was like, oh, okay. And there were like five dates. I was like, cool, five dates. I was excited. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to go finally see them. I've never been to a Twice show. I've only watched some of the concerts on on Blu-ray and stuff. So I was like, you know what? It'd be it'd be nice to see them live. So uh, I had a game plan to kind of figure out what I what I was gonna do. I originally was going to try to go to either L.A. or New York. Yeah, there was one in Dallas here. I just didn't want to go to Dallas or Fort Worth. I was like, you know what? I don't want to drive the four hours. And it's on a weird day, like a Tuesday or something like that. And I was like, you know what? If I have to go. Because the the New York dates were really good, right? Yeah, they're they're on the weekend. So I would like to go see them on a weekend. Uh, L.A. as well, I believe. So to me, I was kind of like, you know what? I don't think I want to go to Dallas. Uh, usually I would just take like the super bus to go up there. It's like a four hour drive. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't think I want to go this time. I decided I'm going to try for either New York or LA and whichever one I get. Cool. That's going to be my first vacation since the pandemic. It's like, okay. And then you get to see the times of, you know, when the tickets go on sale. And obviously the East Coast is first. So uh, Atlanta, New York, you get to, you know, wait in line and everything. I was like, okay, cool. I'll go to the the New York one. I'll just try to get in and see what tickets we can get. So uh, Big Freaky, one of our other staff members, he went to, he was on the East Coast to try to go to Atlanta. And I know it was me, him, and Ping. We were in our Discord, and we're kind of like, okay, we're going to get the East Coast, get however many that we can. We're good to go. But holy crap, I was not expecting, like, the 2,000-plus. Yeah, I I was really, like... It was way easier last time, I feel oh, like. Oh, I, be- I believe that. I had it a lot easier to get getting, like, Blackpink tickets uh, years ago. So I was kind of like... Okay, is this pent up? Uh, is this like pent up demand? Is it is it just tons of people that want to go see Twice in concert? Is this a bunch of bots that we're fighting against as well? Ticketmaster got much better at fighting bots, so I don't even think it's bots. I actually think it's just like it's literally Twice fans. It was really weird because like when you get to the map. You, you literally see seats like vanish in front of you and they vanish like in batches. And I'm like, holy shit, what bots are taking? Like, and part of me is like, what fans are like eating up all these tickets so fast? Or is this a bot that is eating up these tickets fast? They were actually much better about VIP this time. So the way that they did it is they actually did it so that VIP VIP appeared in like batches so it wasn't just the people who got in first who got VIP it was like every every group had like equal opportunity to get it which is great but I was just like wow like this is this is really surprising like 
they had way more popularity than I thought they would have. Yeah, I managed one VIP ticket in in the first night for New York. And I was like, cool. I sucked that one up. Like, I didn't even really see like where I was sitting. I have to show you guys later, but I'm like a couple sections back from the stage, like in the in next to an aisle, like in the center somewhere. So I was like, I was like, wow, I can't believe I got that. And I was like, okay, three hundred plus dollars. That's cool. Cool. I got my New York ticket. Done. Also, oh, we're going together then. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I still don't know what my plans plans are on that day, but I was like, okay, cool. I've got my ticket. I'm ready to go twice as ready. So big freaky. He apparently scored a ticket super easy in Atlanta. He was like, okay, I'm in done. Nice. And then I was reading, I was in another discord and they were saying, yeah, I got back in while you guys were waiting. And I'm sitting here on, I had like my Mac and my iPad two different accounts and i'm sitting here on my ipad i'm like it's still saying 2000 plus i'm like motherfucker what's going on people are people that bought tickets already came back in they could see this they could see the seats and what's available why is why am i still stuck in the queue it's just like what's going on are people really like just camping it i i I couldn't i couldn't understand it because for a long time that's all everybody would see hey 2000 plus ahead of you 2000 plus i'm like motherfucker i saw a couple of people that were like okay we're warning y'all for dallas be be ready be fast as possible be be quick i snuck in i i just only had my computer up to be in the queue for dallas and i was like okay i'll see what i can do and I could have bought seats. I was literally in and I saw the map and I literally see the tickets vanish or the seats vanish in front of me. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I I don't need to do this. Uh, I I didn't want to go to Dallas anyways. So I really shouldn't be trying to buy a ticket for Dallas. So I kind of opted out. But I think word got around to those in the West Coast for, for LA and Oakland like man you guys got to be on it so i felt like that was even harder because everybody had seen the suffered? debacle that was was that suffered through <laughs> oh yeah i snuck into like the twice cord and it was just like complete meltdown of like people just like you know couldn't believe what was going on i i had a friend my friend victoria she was with four people and they all had a computer and a phone each and they managed only four tickets to the Dallas one. And I was like, I was like, damn, they were really trying hardcore. So I felt like the LA or the West Coast team was like, all right, get on it. And I tried to get on it as well. And it was like, I had zero luck. Like I waited in line. You got that little warning that said limited seats are available. And then limited seats are super limited and everything. So I was like, Holy crap. And I barely waited like 20 minutes uh, for the LA show. And it it was all gone at that point. I was like, wow, they just like sucked up all those tickets. And I, part of me was like, that felt like, like bots, like were just soaking them all up. So I, I don't know. I didn't even feel like it was bots. I just felt like it was complete luck. I knew some people that got it, that got in. But they they would also see those tickets go up to other third party sellers like 
like vivid seats or seat geek and everything like that and of course by the time you get there the ticket prices are inflated and it's just like motherfucker and they're paying those inflated prices like there's some people that are paying thousands of dollars to get into the building with seats that are not as good as vip and i'm sitting here i'm like i made out like a bandit i was like i i'm paying less than most people that are going to the concert and I've got VIP. But then, then they decided next, the next week they were going to add another show to LA and another show for New York. Hannah, did you try on night two? Okay. So I tried night two. I have to say like, I did not make out with anything. Um, it was terrible. I really wanted VIP. I got nothing. So I had to beg a friend for a VIP seating and it was just it was just not good. I felt night the second night or the second time to try it was even worse than the first time. Like, like everybody everybody and their mom was like, Okay, let's try let's try for round two and night two and let's get everybody to sign in and let's get what we can and it felt like it was more traffic heavy. I didn't get anything either. Like the by the time I got in, it was like those weird platinum, like the platinum seats that were like already like thousands of dollars. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, it was just really bad. So I'm still trying. I would like to go tonight too. It, I it doesn't even have to be VIP. I just kind of want to be there again, just to just to see the last last show. Because I thought I was going to the last show. Now it's not like the next to last. So it'd be nice to be in the building for night two. So I'll have to try to find, I guess, someone else that's selling a ticket to to go. But yeah, that would be a cool weekend. That'd be a cool weekend. Mm-hmm. Y'all have to show me some good places to eat, of course. But it's so out of the way. It's like in Long Island. It's not even in New York City. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that's in the New thing. York Islanders yeah. arena now. So yeah, you have to take it's, the the train <laughs> to get it's a, there. It's a new arena, though. It's a new arena. It's a really so. nice arena, but like, still, I mean, I've been trying to call the freaking UBS arena person because this is a really, really nice. Um, there's a really, really nice like box seat that they have that has like a fully stocked bar and everything, but. The way that I knew the demand was really, really bad was because she never called me back, <laughs> which meant it's all sold out. <laughs> yeah, I did try for L.A. Uh, the second night, and that was like there was no luck on that one either. So I was like, I felt very fortunate that I got my VIP and I'm like, OK, cool. I'll request some time off. I have to figure out my whole itinerary now. I got to go, go buy plane tickets soon. So. I'm like okay this is this is it and then now i get to go to new york and it'll be like uh my first vacation in a while i'll have to say i've never been to new york in february i've always gone like summer or spring so i don't know how i will like it when it's winter time so there, february so. tends to be like the much colder part of the winter but this winter has been so mild that i just don't even know if it matters yeah so I'm expecting it to be cold, but who knows? Hopefully I'm not expecting to show up in like f- shorts and flip-flops or anything like that. So, uh, Greg, you were kind of on the sidelines, uh, helping us out a few times. What was it? What was it like for you? 
brought back PS5 nightmares. <laughs> See, and I don't. I thought buying PS5s was a lot easier than this. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember, you're in the US. Buying a PS5 in Canada is a shit show. It still is. For me, I tried both New York and LA. Uh, New York shut out immediately. 2,000 plus ahead of me. As soon as I got in, limited tickets available. And what was available was jacked up a thousand percent. And then for LA, I was actually out and about doing Christmas shopping things and I was doing it on my phone. Uh, By the time I got in, I actually had to pull over into a random parking lot and the tickets that were available were also marked up by another thousand percent. So no goal. So you never got to you never got to see what the I guess the general tickets or the VIP tickets look like. Oh no, hell no. Not not even close. I just got whatever the leftovers were and they're already marked up. Round two felt futile is what I would say. It's like, okay, I'm in and there are all these platinum seats that I don't want to spend money on, so I was like, damn it. But for me, uh, even if I was able to get tickets it would be damn near impossible for me to get back into Canada after the Twice concert. So uh, probably was a good thing that I didn't get tickets because I don't know how I would get home. Uh, <laughs> border controls, man. <laughs> uh, it's not border controls. It's COVID controls. It's in- yeah, incredibly like stupid for Canada. So it was not a fun time trying to buy tickets and everything but there's some folks that manage so hopefully we'll all have fun while we're up there maybe we can do a an after show podcast we should like a like our thoughts a thoughts podcast and everything like that while we're there okay i have to admit i'm actually more excited for the show than i was the first time even though technically like vip is quote-unquote less worth it this time around i actually do think that it is way the songs are way better mm-hmm. me too and i i'm really looking forward to how how they're going to perform what sorts of what exactly they're going to highlight i mean because we've also had two albums which is actually very unusual for any k-pop group between the tours so i'm like what are you going to showcase is it going to be mostly like is it going to be mostly one album or the other album like you know you should tell us what's up yeah i mean that's that's the that was my thought going in too i was like they're they've got a lot to pull from and uh i'll be excited to see what they what they try to do i'm trying to avoid spoilers from the soul concert so I, I don't want to see like the set list or anything like that. I'm like, okay, I just want to be surprised when I finally get to see it. And who knows, they may they may change it along the way. I hope they do. I am I love spoilers, so I I saw all the spoilers. It was it was quite nice. Um, but I I actually think the second album of theirs is one of the best K-pop albums of all time. So. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of it. I hope. Formula? You mean Formula of Love? No, not Formula of Love. Eyes Wide Open. Oh. Oh, I actually think okay. like Eyes Wide Open is one of the best K-pop albums of all time. Honest to goodness, like 
it is it's actually amazing so i would love to see more of it but from what i saw from the soul dates there was a great blend of the two so i'm not complaining too much okay leave it at that please <laughs> leave yep. it at that so. so so that's like highlights for those of you who don't like spoilers i guess cool i've only seen pictures i've seen chewie's quote-unquote short hair i don't think it's short it's just short for her it's shorter and i'm like okay that's fine and i closed my window from there so i'm like i think sana was dressed as a christmas tree so that's the only other thing that i remember but yeah i'm trying to uh not go in too much for spoilers by but even then i probably won't even remember until concert so far out now yeah i probably won't even remember either either way but i like to i like to be surprised so uh, i want to go in with a fresh mind that does remind me i have to find my damn earplugs (laughs) when i finally go oh yeah Uh, that's true (laughs) i can't have i can't have all these fangirls yelling in my ears again so i need i need to make sure that i protect them while i'm there so but yeah it's i'm i'm hyped uh it's gonna be fun to see them in concert it's gonna be my first concert in gosh like technically k-con was the last quote-unquote concert i went to so i i didn't watch i didn't watch like everglow when they were here before covid got uh got bad uh very very was here in houston like a couple weeks ago and i didn't watch them and i was like you know what uh let me just save all my an- anticipation for twice because you know i really like them and it's gonna be great and hopefully we'll we'll have nine but it really looks like it's gonna be another eight person tour and that's unfortunate but we all know why it's all it's all good so I mean, I also saw them the last time they were here with eight people, and it was it was a damn fine concert. I think they were a little bit exhausted when I saw them, um, mm-hmm. because like they seemed really exhausted when they were performing. I think they had just come back from Mexico or something, so I definitely understand it. But at the same time, like they were great. It was it was one of the best concerts ever. I am also a JYP fan, so just fyi (laughs) and i just really hope that none of them get sick along the tour as well so oh my god the thing with freaking like bts three of the members getting covid i'm just like please no oh yeah i mean they only had the one concert and then they were hanging out in hollywood pretty much most of the time so but yeah hopefully they don't get sick I was always joking that we'll only get to see like four of them and they'll try to they'll try to do the concert either way but uh hopefully hopefully uh they don't go to those lengths of like shows getting canceled because they can't perform but we'll see we'll see well hopefully um they make it through all the way i'm seeing a bunch of like the twice goods and everything and i'm like um, i'm like greg is gonna get i'm gonna buy him that uh tofu pillow or whatever that thing is so yes yes it's gonna be on your way no chewy no chewy trash cans this time though that's uh <laughs> that's sad i mean like but. twice merchandise okay i'm so sorry but like i love jyp but like their merch sucks it does suck i'm oh, looking it, at the it totally sucks i'm looking at the list greg sent me the list and i'm like dude you want you want some of this stuff i'm like Ugh, i don't even know if i want some of this stuff and i'm going i just want the airpod case that's the only thing that 
would be affordable for me since the hoodie won't fit me. It's a good thing I already have their their candy bong. I bought it years ago and I'm like, oh yes, I can use it now. And everywhere I, I'm looking up, like the their light sticks are sold out. I'm like, shit. I'm so glad I got I got mine way ahead of time. I hope they do something different with some of those tour goods because it does not. Now that it looks appetizing to me. I'm like, I don't know if I just want to buy it just to buy it. Okay, but like, to be frank, the last time they were here, so Live Nation handles their tours in the U.S. and they had completely different goods for the U.S. portion of the tour. And like, be careful what you wish for because it was actually worse than the Korean goods. <sighs> well, did they have like bootleg twice photos like in japan outside of idol concerts there's like bootleg photos for like i wish they had bootleg photos because they have bootleg t-shirts which were like sixty dollars oh for 60 bucks oh that's a ripoff yeah yeah i'm never gonna buy a shirt that's sixty dollars so they could keep that the bootleg shirts did they at least spell twice correctly or is yeah it they did okay. but like it was literally the same photo five times so it's all Nayeon and uh, as every member is that what it was on the shirt <laughs> it's just that like it was very poorly designed the fabric was terrible I still haven't worn it ever because it's just a shitty t-shirt that I paid $50 for so <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have to take a picture of this shirt for the show notes. We're going to have to see this. It was terrible. Maybe I'll go get my own screen printed twice t-shirt made. At least it, I can get it to look nice and it won't cost as much. You could probably sell it outside because people will be desperate. Yeah, man. Side hustle. Do it. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm super excited for twice, so I hope Hope everybody is as well that is going. If uh, if you're going to New York and you want to come around and say hello, I'll be I'll be around. Uh, I don't know what my plans are right away, but I plan to eat and drink a lot while I'm <laughs> while I'm there. So I don't need to do all the touristy stuff. I just want to just chill and hang out with friends and uh, eat and drink. That sounds like a fun time. Maybe buy some stuff, but maybe a little bit of shopping, but who knows? Who knows? It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right. So to our last topic of the evening, to 2022 and beyond, I think I lifted this from last year's show notes. What word or phrase describes 2022 to you? Season three. Season three. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. Greg, what about you? Rapid test kit. <laughs> Dude. So so I'll, I'll share this real quick. Uh, so I got tested uh, a couple days ago. There was a drive-through testing site that was in a parking lot outside of a grocery store that was nearby. I was like, cool, okay, I'll make an appointment. 9.30, all right, I'll be there early. Guess what? There's a bunch of other people there early too. So I was literally in this testing site three hours, chilling in my car, just like listening to podcasts and stuff. And I'm like, am I taking my test or what? So three hours later, I get tested and I'm negative. I'm like, all right, cool. That was a, it was like the total, took all morning, but at least I knew I was fine. And I was like so happy because I was with coworkers that were 
non-maskers that got sick and i was like haha mask work people my mask worked and i didn't get sick at all so haha my phrase would be mask works bitches i mean also like okay i'm actually kind of mad that they didn't have any uh any mask merch at the twice concert because i'm just like this pandemic looks like it's not going to be over anytime soon. So I would like a twice mask. Thank you very much. Alan, screen print them twice masks and t-shirts. <laughs> That's so true. Do it. My my local uh, K-pop shop has some twice masks. It is literally just the logo and it says twice on it. I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up. But it's it's super simple. It's like 10 bucks too. So Yeah, man, you can make a killing on that. Yeah, but then that means I have to do some work. <laughs> show up early to the venue. I could. I wonder what the rules are for, like, hawking merch that's outside. Uh, you have to be... You have to be outside of the grounds, not inside. Yeah, you have to be, like, a, you have to be like a certain, like, couple meters away from the site. Or, or I think it... it the UBS arena is like right next to a train line so just camp out there also like there are people selling those like fan-made slogans right outside the venue it's it's very well known like people do this all the time okay yeah but I don't I don't want to do the work <laughs> we'll see I, I'm not hurting for money anyway so maybe I'll just buy a whole bunch of twice masks that I can get my hands on and then just try to sell them as much as I can. Yo, I'll definitely help you out. Like, people are just, they're thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see, we'll see. I'll I'll have to buy one and see what it looks like and then be like, yo, how many of these you got? (laughs) Anyways, uh, so what are you looking forward to in 2022, Hannah? So, um... Obviously, being into VTubers, I'm very happy that they've decided... Well, okay, to be fair, it is not their fault that they do not have proper producers. But I am super happy that they have decided to start hiring better producers, like uh, Taku Inoue and such. So I am looking forward to better better VTuber music in 2022 and the end of this goddamn fucking pandemic someday. So those are my two things. Greg, what about you? I look forward to still working from home because I don't want to go back to the office. I look forward to saving more money that would have gone to a trip. And probably blowing it on random stupid shit instead. I guess I look forward to the uh, upcoming 5th, 6th, and 7th wave of COVID. <laughs> I guess. Um, no, no, Jesus. Come on, you, you, you know it. You know we're, we're going to head into double digits for waves. I mean, enough people are not fucking doing what they need to do to, to make this go away, so... We'll probably be in a 10th wave before it's done. Oh, no. It'll probably have some sort of weird transformer name or something else to, to describe it. But that, that's, that's my optimistic point of view there. 
and I guess I'm just looking forward to whatever new games are coming out for the PS5. <laughs> I, I pre-ordered Sifu already. Um, Sifu looking, looks good. Oh yeah, it looks badass. And probably Gran Turismo 7 is the other one. Oh my god. Gran Turismo yeah. 7. Oh yeah, it's going to be sick. <clears throat> that's, that's very high on my list, so hopefully it doesn't get delayed. God of War Ragnarok is supposed to come out in 2022 as well. Uh, the new Horizon game, Forbidden West, I am super excited for. So I would say those three are probably my most anticipated games of next year. I know it's weird, but I, I'm looking forward to working a lot more. Current job, I've only been there a couple months, but I've made quite a bit of progress in the last couple of months. So I'm looking to keep the momentum going, learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about a field that I never really knew before, but we've come off a busy end a quarter, had to work and be super flexible, already training new people. So I'm like, all right, I, I'm back to a good groove and everything. They gave me they gave me keys to close down the shop. So I'm like, okay, I've got all this power now. So you uh, have I guess the they, power now. <laughs> I, Hey, I closed up. I closed up early yesterday, so I was like, <laughs> "Time to go home. Time to go home and uh, go get ready for New Year's." So, yeah, excited for this new this new quarter to see what kind of progress I'll make there. Excited for a vacation in February for twice. I'm super antsy about that because I think before I know it, it'll be time to go, and I, I think I'll be like super busy this whole time. I failed to mention this earlier, but uh, I've been, since I've been going out more, I've been back into the dating scene and pandemic dating is so weird. It's so difficult. So I'm looking forward to kind of smoothing that over a little bit more and uh, just to just, it's just nice to be out, to be honest. <laughs> it's just nice to be out to meet, uh, meet really good people. And I haven't met any real jerks like, I did before pre-pandemic so it's been really cool so far other than that kind of want to go to a basketball game next so maybe I'll go to a Rockets game it's super cheap because the Rockets are like the worst team in the league right now so it's super cheap Wait, how are you guys worse than than any of the New York teams I don't I don't think that's possible oh it 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 very much is (laughs) it very much is I'm so sorry the Nick, the Knicks are bad, but the Rockets are the Rockets are in a rebuilding period, and they are absolutely the last I checked, they were last place. But I mean, it'd be cool to see a Knicks game like in Madison Square Garden, but it's also going to cost me an arm and a leg. And here in Houston, you can go watch, you can go watch the Rockets game for like twenty bucks now, so it's it's amazing. <laughs> so that would be cool. Yeah, the Rockets are. They are like the third worst team in the league. They're the worst in the Western Conference. They have only 10 wins and they've played like 38 games. But uh, the Pistons and the Magic are on the East Coast and they have single digit wins. The Knicks are 17 wins. So they're they're in 10th place. They're as of today, they're in 10th place. So they can they can kind of move up a little bit. So they don't the rockets we don't have as we don't have playoff aspirations and expectations for the rockets so it might be fun to go actually to a game and just chill for a little bit 
and yeah, I, I've been going out a lot more, going to more food places. Oh, that's right. I need to go knock out this list. I have this list of like food places that I've been wanting to go to since the pandemic. And there were some that unfortunately closed during the pandemic, so I can't uh, go there yeah. anymore. But I want to make sure that I knocked out, knock out this list. And it, it just keeps growing because I keep adding to it because new places are opening up. So I'm like, okay, that's about it for me. But anybody have any closing comments for tonight? So I'm not as pessimistic as Greg, right? But I will admit... I do think we're probably going to go into at least a fifth wave, if not, like, like, Omicron's gonna last for a while, even though Omicron is a variant that we want, because it's more virulent, but less deadly. I would like Cacao to use the money that they are getting from this pandemic wisely, stop buying stupid companies. Um, I understand that they are making off like a bandit because people want things to do while they are stuck at home. And there aren't that many TV shows being made anymore because everybody keeps on getting the stupid virus. But that is not an excuse to buy everything under the sun, Cacao. Please. Deployment is a problem, but spend your money wisely. Stop using it to acquire stupid companies including SM. I know they're trying to buy it. They are? Really? Yeah. Um, the main reason why they stopped is because the Korean government was like, we're going to step in and they were like, okay, we'll stop. We'll stop. Please don't don't attack us. But yeah. Stop using solo leveling money to buy stupid ideas. So that is, oh, that is wow. my final thought. <laughs> like I just looked are, it up. Yeah, I was like, I didn't realize. SM has been in trouble for a while. Um, they haven't been at the forefront of anything for a very, very long time. And Cacao is currently, like, Cacao and Nafer are making off like bandits right now during the pandemic because it is much easier to be socially distant while making a book comic as opposed to, say, like a TV show or something. So they are making a lot of money and doing very well. I remember one thing I, I'm looking forward to in 2022. I want to see what Hybe is going to do. Oh, uh, with Sakura. Not just yeah. with Sakura, but all all their groups. Uh, but yeah, Sakura and her her group, Chewan and Sakura are in the dungeon somewhere in Hybe, just waiting to be unleashed into the world. So I would like to see what Hybe would do. Yeah, just keep that Ryan June fucker away from them. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You you aren't wrong. Well, I, I'm sure there's some people who love his current songs, but I'm not one of them. But honestly, keep that fucker away from them. But yeah, let's see uh, what Hybe does, because you know BTS and all of them are underneath them and. Justin Bieber is with them as well, I think. Yeah. So they bought CAA, yes. Yeah. Uh, so why I don't know. Um, apparently somebody thought this was a good idea. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with them. So I, for one, am excited. <laughs> I would like to see what they would do to shake things up, and I think it would be pretty cool. Greg, any uh, closing comments, sir? 
Uh, I look forward to the rest of 2022. Stay healthy. Uh, everyone, please get vaccinated and wear your mask. <laughs> please. Um, hopefully, uh, 2022 means better travel options for me. Because right now, I can only travel within Canada without being a huge pain in the ass. Uh, I will be living a, a WWE free life for the first time ever. Wow, I'm yeah. I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close there too. Cause man, their product sucks. Oh, their their product is so much bullshit. It's almost on the level of Girls Planet nine nine nine. Oh wow, that's saying a lot coming from you. I'm just saying. So I, I look forward to my new Wrestling Overlords AEW putting out a good product. <laughs> well, Russell Kingdom starts in a couple days. Well, New Japan's been on a, kind of a downswing this past year without yeah. any of the foreigners being able to go over there. Yeah, COVID hurt them huge, big time. But you can always count on, on Russell Kingdom to have some really great matches. Oh, I'm pretty sure Okada's winning that belt. And uh, yeah. turning it from the men's divas title back to the normal belt. <laughs> I I also am excited to see Shibata and his uh, and his comeback to see. Uh, well, you know Shibata, Shibata's match is not a real wrestling match, right? It's like a, oh yeah, I know. It's like an Olympic wrestling match. Yeah, but even so, then, it'd be cool to see him do his thing. Maybe, uh, as long as he doesn't headbutt anybody. Yes, please no. No blows to the head. Oh my god. I can't. Yeah, we, we don't need to see that giant hematoma on his head again. That was uh, disgusting. Man. But uh, yeah, AEW is doing really well. So looking forward to... They're switching television stations. So they're going to TBS here. So uh, we have Hangman versus Brian Danielson Part 2. That's coming up in a couple weeks. So it'll be really interesting to see how they keep the momentum going this year especially with the couple of free agents that are coming up on the market they have a ton of free agents to choose from uh, so they, they can't sign everyone so I, they can't I, I know that some people who have worked for the company um, are complaining that there's already not enough screen time for certain people especially the women so I mean I'd expect them to probably cut back a bit on the, the free agent signings for now. Yeah, but it's uh, they got a lot to choose from, but they have to be very, very selective on what they need to get. So, but yeah, that's another another thing to look forward to is the rise and continued momentum of AEW. My closing comments, I, I just hope everyone, uh, just like Greg says, hopefully everyone stays healthy. You've you've got to at least wear a mask. I mean, uh, that's been that's been working. It's been working. So I haven't felt sick in almost two years. So quote, uh, I'll knock on wood here, and hopefully that continues. I'm looking forward to taking a lot more chances uh, this year, going out a little bit more, but not like going too crazy like some people. Uh, just to be out and about, just to be a little bit more social and everything it's got a lot of things that i want to do and i i can't do it just kind of staying in the house all the time so got to take more chances and i i think that's going to be a a nice resolution for the year so 
that'll do for our our wrap up here. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for paying attention to podcasts. Thank you for sticking around this far. Hopefully everything is great on y'all's guys in uh, and hopefully we get to see you soon. Say good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>